welcome back to another episode of Original Understudies, where I've gathered the world's most bestest improvisers <laughs> and brought them here together to do some improv. Oh man, that was a great intro. Uh, let's introduce the improvisers. Amy Gerlich. Hello. Welcome back. Hi, how are you? I mean, I'm super excited, but not as excited as you are to go to Maui. Oh, I'm very excited. So if you are in Maui at the end of March. Is it open to the public or did you have to get your class signed up already? Uh, no, they, I don't even know if they've announced it yet. So it's I have some people who are going to be flying from other islands to take it. So, you know. Uh, can you give the dates or is it still kind of too secret? Uh, no, it's not secret. It's going to be March... 23rd and March 25th and then a show on the 26th. It's pretty exciting. Yes. And next up we have Jeffrey Thompson. Welcome back Jeffrey Thompson. Oh, it's good to be back. Um, uh, any plugs? Uh, ooh, plugs. Um, yeah, I got a guy who does who can get you whatever you want. Um, he's <laughs> been pretty busy this week, but I know someone else who I think is out of the game. But oh, like shows that I'm doing. Yeah, shows you're doing. No, no plugs. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's fair. Really should. Uh, oh yeah. Tiny side note: This is just to help the improv get better. Um, it always does. Do you have gain on your microphone, and can you turn it down a slight bit? Yeah. This is just how I like warming up improv. That makes the improv better. You said. Okay. It sure does. <laughs> How's uh, that? How's that? Is that? I think that's great. Okay. I think it's great. Thanks. And Good bit. Yeah, thank you. Great bits. Great bits. And now we have Sean Will. Welcome back, Sean. Hi. And a uh, uh, cool, uh, quick tidbit. I'm that guy that Jeff was talking about. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. You got the hookups. That's right. Anything you need. Anything you need. Uh, any other plugs though? Anything going on? I am Sean. Will mm -hmm. uh, is the is the Soch. Yeah, I get Jeffrey them. doesn't want. The last time I had Jeffrey on the show, he said he did not want anybody looking him up. Mm -mm. Oh, oh, any but, any reason why? Uh, just too. I'm just too successful. I don't need any fair. more support from people. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> And we have Jake Regal. Jake, I know there's no fear in you with sharing your social media links. <laughs> you're you're willing to be held accountable for being I, on this I show, am, and I appreciate that's that. That's right. I do permit me people to look at my social media. It's at Jake Regal. Uh, one of my roommates in college did want to start a grow up in our house, uh, and the rest of us uh, had to say, we I don't know, we don't feel comfortable with that. Uh, so we do not have that hookup, unfortunately. Mm. It's kind of hard to justify growing anymore when it's so simple to get. Like it takes up so much real estate in right. your apartment. Unfortunately, I'm not 22 years old, so this was not uh, since weed was uh, effectively decriminalized. Oh, there you yeah. go, there you go. And as is tradition, we've saved our newest understudy for last. We have Jack Zulo. Welcome, Jack. Where can people find you, and how are you doing today? Ah. Uh, most social media, I'm at Jack Zulo, and then on Facebook, I'm at Jack Zulo acts funny. I'm doing well, but I, I'm I guess I'm the newest original understudy here for the podcast. But but my original understudiness does date. Oh, that's back true. To like what what year do you think that was that you performed with the original understudies? It was two thousand seven, eight, and nine. Uh, at, yeah, yeah, at that uh, and. 
you're the first guest that is uh, across the Mississippi River. No one, no one's been in New York City recording yet. It's kind of, uh, it's it's the tester. I was worried that the the internet lag would be rough, but thank you for taking that risk with us. Uh, I'm happy to take that risk, man. Uh, and uh, you know, I've got the thousand dollar a month, ten gigs of internet service just so I could do this show. <laughs> that's that's I, what we well, need. I, that, I, I require that, Jeffrey. I could write that off, right? No, you actually can't. Sorry. Everything else, though. Perfect. Everything else. All right. Let's get right into the... We have a suggestion. It's coming from Patrick Harper, and it is this. Hello, Original Understudies. James, as you know, Spotify and Amazon Music and Stitcher do not allow written reviews. So here's a review. Five stars. These improvisers are hilarious, creative, and definitely original. They provide fun material that keeps me smiling and laughing. Highly recommend checking out Original Understudies. So if you write a review, your suggestion cuts to the front. I did not allow Patrick's to cut to the front because it was not a public review. Sorry, Patrick, you had to wait in line. But here's the suggestion. Here's a conversation starter. Wrong first impressions. Good luck, Patrick. (laughs) Is it cruel of me? Like, I mean, I get it. Like, it's still there. If it's a, I don't know. I thought long and hard about letting him cut to the front. But I need those reviews. (laughs) Has anybody had either personally their own bad first impression or the first impression of somebody else that's a bad the problem with the first impression being bad is that it has to turn out that the person's not a bad person or that's just the impression right um when i brought my now husband then boyfriend home to see my like meet my parents it was christmas time and for some reason it like all just felt very different i mean clearly he's ended up being my husband but when he when we like walked in i was so nervous about everyone meeting him which i shouldn't have been because he's like so much more pleasant to be around than i am um and he's like great at meeting people uh and i just like walked in and just kind of like left him in my parents' foyer. So like my whole family was like gathered around the door to meet him. And I was just like, yeah, this is Zach. And I just like, kind of like walked away and did it. And he was just like really good about being like, Hey, hi, how, how's everyone doing? And like went up and met them and was hugging people. And I was just so weird about it. And it, that's never happened to me before. Um, and then I were you nervous because you liked him a lot and did like, you didn't want to give a bad impression. So you had to get away from him. What happened? I honestly don't know. I'm, I'm sure it was just that I was really nervous for them to meet him because I wanted them to like him as much as me, but I knew that he would be fine. I mean, most of you know him. He's like, a, you know, he's like a big Santa Claus. He's very jovial. Um, Jeffrey's shaking his head. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just the weirdest thing. And even my mom was like, what's wrong with you? Why did you, why are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and then I was an asshole to everybody in my family for like a solid hour. It was really weird, but they like him more than me anyway. So, yeah. When I first met my at time girlfriend, now wife's dad, uh, I visited them in Michigan and we went golfing. Uh, 
And I had never gone golfing in my whole life. And I was so nervous. I don't really remember a lot of it, but I do remember that one golf club that I used to hit it a further distance was not what you use on the putting green area. And I, when I switched the clubs, I left his laying down and I just walked away. So it wasn't until like three or four holes later that he was looking for that club that he's like, oh, didn't you use that club? And I was like, ah, I have no idea what I've used so far. They all look like little like like clubs uh, <laughs> and it turned out somebody else had picked it up and was driving around and we found them with it in the back of their cart and it became like a small it wasn't an argument it was like a gentleman's argument of like i see you've got my golf club and like oh we didn't know it was yours but i i'm lucky i think that that bad move took many years for me to win over i'm a nice likable guy but i at the time was probably not what you were hoping your daughter would fall in love with. Uh, I don't know. Well, I, a follow-up question. You said the per, the person that found the club was driving around on a golf cart. Were they intending yeah. to keep the club or they were looking for the well, owner? They were, if he would believe they weren't going to give that golf club back because uh, they would have otherwise been like, Hey, are you missing a club? Cause I guess they were really kind of just behind us. And he called him out on it, seeing that it was out, th- which I would, again, golf clubs, I would never be able to tell which one it was I had in my hands, but they found it and he got it back. I have a, a first impression story. Uh, back in high school, I was a decent baseball player. And I wound up joining a summer league team, which was a competitive team last minute. Uh, I, I might've signed up and picked up my Jersey the day before. Like I hadn't been to a practice and the first game we played, I just, I played like out of my mind. Like I, I mashed a ball off the top of the center field fence. I was stealing bases, bunting for base hits, line drive base hits, making plays in the field. And then, yeah, after that, I kind of came back down to earth uh, with the team. And so the coach's son walked up to me like halfway through the season. And he said, you know, man, that first game, I thought you were like all county, like you were superstar. And no offense, but you're not. Original understudies. Oh, hi. I'm Justine's father. Uh, she's not here right now. I wasn't expecting you to be at our house for dinner yet. Um, I'm so sorry. I tend to want to be early because my parents used to tell me to be early is to be on time, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess come on in. Our, we're not really ready. Dinner's not ready or anything, but I guess we could get to know each other. Uh, um, yeah, that that's great. Justine tells me so much about you, Miss, Mr. Really? Mr. Uh, Smith. Yeah. Yeah. You can just call me Brian. Oh, thank Oh, sure. Or BJ. You can call me BJ. My friends call me BJ. Oh, okay. Um, BJ. Um, I, I don't know if I should call you BJ uh, just yet. No, I don't think so either. You sure? It felt very inappropriate. My friends call me BJ, but right now, until we're closer, just Brian's fine. Okay. Um, Actually, just call me Mr. Smith until... I, 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 if things don't work out between you and Justine, I don't want you to be... Whoa, um, you know. sir, why are you, why are you putting that out there? I really like Justine. I take her out all the time. I... I, I'd like to do nice things for her. Why, why would you say that, Beach? I mean, Mr. Smith. Beach. Listen. Beach. 
Yeah. Um, our daughter just slapped me across the face. What? Yeah. She didn't. She did. Okay. I went well, down to on. ask her what her big problem was. And she <laughs> just open hand slapped me across the face. Well, that's unacceptable. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Do you mind staying with the, uh, I can't believe this. I forgot your name. <laughs> All this about my name. And I can't. <sighs> yeah, it's, Justine's it's, dated a lot of guys. So I try what? not to get too connected. She's done what? Uh, she, I mean, they're not, a, not for a long period of time. They don't, it's uh, okay. My name is Tony. It's Tony. Tony, right, Tony, Tony, that's right. Hi. Oh, you're the, you're mom. Right. Yeah. Hi. So much. Yeah. So much. Nice to meet you, Mrs. Smith. Mrs. Thank Smith. you. Nice to meet. Is my face beet red? A, a little bit, uh, especially on the left okay. side. It, uh, yeah, yeah. There's five long, like kind of, um, uh, yeah, marks on your face. Original understudies. Justine. Do you mind if I, can I come in? Justine, sure. it's your What's dad. happening? Come hey. on in. Knock, knock. <laughs> Hi, uh, Justine, your um, possible boyfriend's upstairs. Oh, Tony, uh, Tony, well, Tony. he is yeah. your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's my boyfriend uh, for uh, now. For now, okay. And uh, I couldn't help but notice you slapped your mother again. Yeah, because she deserved it. I'm sorry. Um, is it not like free speech anymore in America? Is this communist like not America anymore? No, you're right. You're right. It is free speech. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to intend on intrude on your free speech. Mm-hmm. I just we were really hoping that we could just have a nice, sweet dinner with your new boyfriend, and maybe, maybe things could work out. Yeah. Well, that's what I would love—a nice, sweet dinner. Um, what's, so what's cooking? What you growing up, Pops? I, 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 uh, hot I links, hope it's okay. Sausages. It is hot links. It's right. hot link sausages, mm-hmm. sesame seed buns, mm. baked beans. Sounds delicious. Corn. Any vegan and options? I'm not vegan, neither is my boyfriend, but you never know. I didn't even think, I didn't even think to have a vegan option since oh. y- you're not vegan and... My hand is uh, feeling... Oh, jo- Justine, Justine! A magnetic pull towards your cheek. This isn't a time for free speech, mm. okay? I can make a vegan option. Mm. I'll go to the store really quick, okay? I'll go to the store. Yeah, go to that store, BJ. Uh, yeah, welcome to McConnell's Grocers, uh... Wow, your your face looks uh, preemptively red, almost like you're anticipating. Uh, My skin has like a Pavlovian ex- response when I when I've done something wrong. I just get a red mark on my face. Oh wow! Uh, well, I'm sorry that you've done something wrong, or that you've judged yourself to have done something wrong. Uh, I still have time to fix this, though. Oh, um, you've got like a minority report situation where uh, you are precognitive of an issue that will be in the future and you can fix it in the present. Pretty much. My daughter's pretty much a precog. Uh, I'm looking for a vegan option for non-vegan uh, of a non-vegan meal. And this is going to save the future, having a vegan option for a meal? Well, it might get my 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 daughter 
the next step in a relationship and maybe one day moving out of the basement. So what I want is something cheap because nobody's going to eat it, but I I need to have a vegan option. (laughs) I've never felt like I'm part of some sort of sci-fi story before. This is very exciting. All right. We got to find the right vegan option and make sure that your daughter moves out of the basement and the planet doesn't explode. Yeah, this is exciting. Are you always this hype? No. When you is it hype when you're sale, selling? I'm not always this hype because people aren't always coming in and saying that they can prevent future crime. Hey, uh, Bob, I want to talk to you for a second because the first day you were working at the grocery store, mm-hmm. you were like on fire. Thank you. you Thank know you. What I mean, you were. I was like, this dude's gonna take my job. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. But like lately, I don't know. It's like, I can't even trust you with the carts. Oh, I, uh, I thought this was going to be a compliment situation. No, no, no. Mm -mm. So I gave a sort of a good first impression and then a, a bad rest of the impression. Yeah. You could say that there's there's some going on at home or. Uh. No, I just don't know how the spark that I used to have is what it is. I I like having a narrative when I sell groceries. Gotcha. I like believing that I'm part of something, and it's just not there right now. Okay, so you need me to fuel the fire. If you could, that'd be incredible. All right, well, uh, listen, I got these giant bag of mushrooms yeah. that came in from a farmer. I don't know. A mysterious farmer? A mysterious okay. farmer. Also, too many mushrooms, right? So it's like, what are we going to do with all these mushrooms? Can we make them into, uh, you know, food for the deli? Uh, should we be hawking them on the side of the street? Uh, should we eat them uh, late at night and see if everyone gets a little, uh, you know, messed up? My like- God, we're in a world with too many mushrooms and yeah. only one man can sell or cook them all. Well, I mean, there's a couple people here at the grocery store. Only but yes. one man. Okay. All right. Hand them to me. Well, there's three large bags in the Hand back. Hand them to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is hard. You this is a lot of them. mushrooms. I know. You can keep them in the back. We don't need to haul them into the store, you know? Don't be brave. I could do this. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to go count the money. Bob? Yeah? Um, I, I just want to say your zeal for cooking has been so wonderful bringing these home to our family. Uh, I just, uh, the kids are looking a little frail. Uh, can we work some meat into this? It's just been mushrooms for the past three months. That's right. It's us against the mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I, I want. Meat is our friend. Yes. I have no issue with meat. Well, it's just that you've gone on this mushroom kick, and and trust me, I am very, very excited that you found some fire and some zeal. And let me tell you, it's it's actually kind Mom, of, kind of bled, bled over, yeah, into into other aspects oh. of our, our our marriage. But at the same uh, time, Mom, yeah, Dad, my fingernails are falling off. Oh, good again. Charlie's right. fingernails are me. falling off. Good. You're right. You're right. I 
I can't follow the narrative at the expense of my child's help. We can just tape him back on if you want again. We can just tape him back on again. What happens when a mushroom and a filet of beef meet? I'm willing to try. I'm willing to try, Bob. Anything, really. Just to just to mix it up, spice Two it up. Two different backgrounds. One wacky future? All right. So, um, uh, excuse me. Um, I'm so sorry. That's my car right there. That's, that's my car. That's my Plymouth. Um, yeah, I don't believe it is, sir. Uh, this is a Plymouth that I saw in the parking lot and I decided to break into it and, uh, claim it as my own. As you can see, I've put a little green tree with smells of freshness. Wow. This is now my car. You know what? Um, Normally, I I would try to fight you right now, but I think this mm-hmm. gentleman's uh, agreement or disagreement that we're having right now, I think yes. that's all we need right now. Okay, because look, I don't need you to break into my car and then make it smell very nice. <laughs> I need it to be my permit. My this car. Is, yeah. No. My car. No. No. This is my car. We. Mm. This is. There's literally a picture of my wife and child on the dashboard. My wife and child. Wait, you're just going to claim my wife and child now? You yes, cannot do if this. You look closer. Mm-hmm. You'll oh see that God. I took a photo of my head and yes, pasted it on top of yours. Oh my God. The, the, you, you did a really good job too. Like you literally oh cut God, it you. around the lines. Wow. That's yes, impressive. No, no, this is my <laughs> Plymouth. This is my oh. wife and child. This is my picture. Okay. You will not gentlemen agree or disagree, whatever it is to me and make me think that this is not mine anymore. All right. This is my Plymouth. Kids, looks like dad's pulling up in the driveway. Daddy. How exciting. Daddy's home from work. <laughs> Wife, children, hello. I haven't learned your names yet, but I am the father and the husband now. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you'd look like uh, um, you have my husband's car. I have my car. Uh, let me bring your attention to this updated photo where you will see that I am now the husband, you are the wife, and these children ah. are still the children, but they are my children. Ah, okay. Honey, I'm outside the gate. I'm literally outside the gate. I can't get in. He's literally changed up all the locks Ooh. and everything. Sweetie. I think we have to respect it. It was a gentleman's disagreement. Um, John, listen, you stay behind mommy. Honey, I need you to be a man and I need you to jump over the fence. Okay. It's only three feet high. I know, but it's a gentleman's disagreement. And I, you should have seen the intricate detail he did in cutting of his face and pasting it on that picture. I did. He has it in my face right now. I'm sorry, honey. I, I, he's your new, he's your new husband. Kids, you have a new papa. You know what? This is just like when we went to the mall and you had that argument with the person that was giving out free samples. You, you know what? You're, you're a piece of shit. You need to act like a husband and a gentleman to your wife. Wow. How dare you talk to your ex-husband like this now? You don't talk to you. Wow. Yes. No. Yes. No. Look at your one child can't even speak. He's just, he doesn't, he can't even figure it out. I think I like my new daddy better. I like new daddy. He, he's more of a man. 
Oh my God. Now the neighbor's kid is over here. See, this family is growing. I don't know what's happening anymore. I, I'm going to my mother's. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you don't two go can over live to together. Smith's. You no. don't go over there to Mrs. Smith's. No, no. you don't. You nope. two live together. You guys raise these children and the neighbor's oh. child. Mom and old daddy are having a gentleman's disagreement. Original Anastasia. I, when I get into an argument, like I'm not afraid of almost anything. So I'm sure it's not a matter of fear, but the more passionate I am about the disagreement, the more shaky my hands will become. Uh, and that's what I think keeps me from being a gentleman when I disagree. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I want to tell this story or not, but I feel like I'm baiting myself into it. I can't stop. There was over the summer. There was a gentleman that was, and he's not a, he's not a gentleman. He's a guy. He's a guy that smoked cigarettes on my porch a lot, and he doesn't live in my building. He lives <laughs> in a building across the street. And one day, my wife said, hey, I'm on a work meeting, and you're smoking cigarettes on the porch, talking so loud I can't hear the work meeting. And then he said something like, I'm going to get you or something weird. I don't know what it was. And like I was doing one of these recordings. I think it was back when Alchemy This was still going on. But when I got off of the recording, she said like, oh, he said he's going to get me. And I was like, what? And I went out to the street and I started screaming like a gentleman. I said, get the fuck down here. Ah!" And like it got wild. Uh, And the guy's like, well, you want to fight me? I was like, no, I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to call the cops if you say that you're going to get my wife. I said, don't go on my porch, blah, 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 blah. But I think the one thing that makes me a gentleman is the next day I came up to him and there was like the neighbors started coming out and they were like, you know, thought that there was going to be some physical violence. But the next day I came up to because the guy's also probably like 60. I don't know how old he is. So I didn't feel good about the situation. It was not, I, I was not the good guy, but I said, you know what? I feel bad the way that I screamed at you the other day, uh, but I don't want you on my porch. And I don't ever want you to talk to my wife like that again. So I think the gentleman part was that I apologized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love the <laughs> fact that you brought up your porch before I'm not talking about bad about your wife. No, get off my porch. Oh yeah. And don't talk bad about my wife. <laughs> well, the thing was like, cause there's not, uh, there's not really a lot you can do. Like, I don't know if I'm really allowed to tell somebody that they're not allowed to sit on my porch. I just don't know what rules I really have. It's not like a closed porch. It's just like a stoop with some steps. And, uh, and usually I don't say anything, but you know, if you start, saying things to my because we got like a screen door it gets uncomfortable you know i don't know it's venice so it's kind of dangerous anytime you say anything to anyone mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't like that story i don't like it <laughs> um i guess i'll i can tell something that happened recently to me um so I do like, uh, we do like an all female jam once a month. And it's something that like Denver theaters don't have and don't do. So, um, it got, you know, it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. So I'd love to hear your guys' opinion on this. Um, I don't run it. I have one of the other performers run it, but I happen to be down there kind of like opening up the theater and, we had like 20 girls in there and I was like, this is great. And they were like, you know, it's, uh, we had transgendered people. We had, you know, everything. It was wonderful, uh, from different, from Boulder, blah, blah, blah. So this one guy who's a student of ours, probably in his fifties, white dude looks like a cop is just sitting in the audience. And I was like, 
what's going on? Right. And so I had told Lauren, I was like, Hey, you know, uh, go up and ask the other girls if they're comfortable that he's here. Cause I, I feel bad, like just kicking some, like a student out that maybe wants to like watch something, but also it's weird that there's one guy watching a bunch of girls doing improv. Right. So she asked him to leave. He was amicable. And then about 10 minutes later, he blows up our Instagram account and he's like, this theater's not inclusive. They kicked me out. They wouldn't let me watch a show. So I'm being like really diplomatic about it. Right. I'm like, uh, you know, it's, it's not a show. It's a jam. Usually people participate. Like if it was an all jam, I wouldn't mind you sitting in the audience and watching. Uh, and I go, but it's a bunch of girls and it's a safe space for them to kind of like be creative and be together. And he was just like, he was like, I'm not doing improv at your theater anymore. I'm going to another theater. And, you know, and he kept being like, you told me that I should be going to see shows. And, and I was, I'm not even his teacher. Right. Uh, but I communicated with the students. Um, and then, so I'm being really nice. And then finally DM'd him. I'm like, dude, what don't you get about how creepy it is to watch a bunch of girls do improv? Um, and so then all the women at the theater started just like barraging this guy with like comments oh, no. and just being like, I don't understand why. And like girls are just like, can't we have one day? Like it was just like all oh. this stuff. But then I like, it got to a point where he started like being mean to them. So I had to contact Instagram and get him like blocked and banned. And um, yeah. And then I called all the other theaters in the local Denver area and beyond and told them about it. And they have banned him. Oh, that's, wow. Uh, that's a crazy story. I don't even know what to think about that. The only, the only thing here's the devil's advocate. And I'm True. not first. I am probably the least qualified person to talk about how a women's gym should be run. But let me go on. Uh, I I don't know that I would know that I shouldn't be there unless somebody told me. Right. I think if I saw there was an all women's jam, I wouldn't expect that I would be up on stage jamming, but I wouldn't know that I wasn't invited. In fact, there might even be a side of me that was going to go to show support of it. Uh, sure. But it sounds like the steps afterwards were more the issue. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, it's a female identifying jam. So we've run into other weird issues too. Um, but yeah, cause like at is, first, go ahead. Sorry. Is it clearly marked that you should, that it is really like even the audience, like if like, I just don't know that I would know. I don't know that I would know. On right. It, and we were bat. really, we were really nice about it. We were just like, Oh, Hey, this is just for women. Yeah. Like come back to the next show. And he was like, Oh yeah. But then he made it sound like all of our shows because you know, my theaters run by a woman, me, and then all of my managers are women. It just, I guess it feels very like female heavy, but, um, yeah. I mean, we don't normally typically have people watching our jams. They do at other theaters, but like everyone participates. Yeah. So it hasn't yeah. been an issue. But, In defense yeah. of this guy, I do feel like <laughs> nowadays men just don't have as many opportunities to just be huge pieces of shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and like, just, yes. you just rip that away from him. So of course he was angry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Right? They don't have a platform to be pieces of shit anymore. I swear, yeah, man. Except for God. social. It's like nowhere Facebook. to do improv. Original understudies. Uh, 
Yeah, excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, you told me I can't come back to play any more mini golf here just because I kept throwing balls in the pond. Um, sir, here at Michael's Mini, you have to behave. There's children and families. Behavior's a spectrum, my friend, and I chose to behave in a way that lets me throw balls in a pond. Sure. See how big the splushes are. I, I want to see the splushes. I, I, I understand you're wanting to see the splushes, sir. But here in Michael's Mini, there are rules. One through ten. And playing in the pool pond. Michael, Michael, careful. You're about to snap on them again. You, you got to carefully, carefully cool yourself down, sir. This is Michael of Michael's Mini. All Rich, right. Thank you. Thank you, Rich. Okay. Now, from my understanding, you've behaved poorly here before. Uh, but you have no idea poorly. how poorly Michael can behave. What is, I is that a understand. threat? See, I was once like you. I used to behave poorly. I used to act out in ways that offended the people around me. But then I nipped it in the butt. He, he served some hard time in jail, and he's learned that you can't just act that way to people. What's your name, sir? Uh, my name is Trevor. Trevor, if you know it's good for you, you should just get off this mini golf course as soon as you I'm can. Just using it. It's, it's a different context than how some people use a mini golf course. I like to throw the 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 stick. What is it called? <laughs> it's a, a putter. Michael, Michael, I throw the putter down, into Michael. the windmill to see if I can get it through. It's hard. Rich, Rich, this is what I'm talking about. We have to have an agreement, some sort of gentleman's agreement with these people who are coming in here and behaving incorrectly. All right, all right. You have, I'm going to have to ask you to put steam your... coming out of your ears. I, I'm sorry, but I have to observe it. Um, Jeffrey, I think you need to go over to the mini golf course and tell them that they've... I know it's an open air mini <sighs> golf course, but we are running an oxygen bar and it's just... it. I mean, you know me. I used to be a smoker. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's weird. You're coming to an oxygen bar and, you know, the entire block down, you smell cigarettes because that mini golf owner smokes incessantly and no yeah, one's going like, to tell him not to. Okay. Well, I, what? Um, I, I just finished my podcast, so I'm free to do it now. Okay. Thank um, you. Just before I go over, um, did he say anything rude to you? Because that would probably be a thing that would change the context of how I speak to him. I mean, no, I've never had the guts to like say anything to him. I just every time I go by, I go, hi, it's me, Gabriella, the owner of the oxygen bar. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just trying to like make it clear that we're an oxygen bar, but I don't think he's getting it. Okay. Um, so babe, you know, I love you so much, but this is a thing that we've talked about and I want to be clear that I'm coming to you from a place of love. Okay. Jeffrey just saying that mm -hmm. Jeffrey also, that was something we talked about. Please don't call me babe. Okay. I do. I love you too as an employee, but like you, I am your boss. Yeah. But you have to understand that in my culture, Babe is just a word that we, I, and I understand 
that like this is a cultural difference for us, but like you policing my language and telling me that like I can't tell my boss that okay. like I love her or like I can't call her okay. babe. Like, you know, right. I'm just like But you know the confusion. I told you my grandmother grew up in the fifties, her name was Babe. Yes. It's confusing. You know, and, and then when my parents came, it was confusing for them. They they were like, what happened to you and Rich? And I was like, Rich and I are fine. Jeffrey just likes to call me babe. And they were like, babe, like your grandma. And I was like, no, it just then. Then that's when I freaked out and left. And uh. and I just want to take a second to say thank you for reminding me of that context, because I do realize now that I was being absent minded and like I see how like how I presented myself was like, was triggering. Thank you. I appreciate that. Love you. Love you too. Hey, so is babe's oxygen bar open? Uh, I was just trying to come in and have a quick smoke. Maybe is that okay? Um, sir, we're an oxygen bar. Oh, sorry. Uh, this guy, Trevor told me I can, could just come in here and just make my own, do my own thing. So I'm sorry. I'll leave. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You know what? I, I overheard what you were saying. And that makes a lot of sense. You wanted to smoke in here, right? Yeah. I mean, it's look, an oxygen I, bar. Yeah. I mean, right? seriously, I'm a man. I should be able to just, we're running out of places, right? I mean, I can't even smoke yeah. anymore. Come on. Listen, you got to understand where we're coming from, buddy. We're here. We will, it's an oxygen bar. Oh, fine. Uh, gentlemen, hold on for just a second. Boss, babe, I have a brilliant idea. Instead of just being an oxygen bar, what if we allowed men to be pieces of shit here? Put up oh. a, a dartboard, throw some dirty magazines in the bathroom. Think of yeah. the money that we could make. You're right. I mean, I feel like they have no places to be pieces of shit anymore. All right. Uh, uh, we could try it. We could try it. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, oh, look at this. It's a Pamela Anderson magazine. And oh, look at over here. It's a axe throwing bar. <laughs> Babe's oxygen bar is the best. Sweet. Hey, Luke, Luke, I snuck some oxygen in so we can just bring our own oxygen here. Have some in this bag. Oh, yeah. Give me some of that oxygen. <laughs> don't, don't let them see you because I don't want them to. They're going to probably freak out about bringing our own oxygen in. Oh, man, dude. <laughs> that's good oxygen. God damn, that's yeah. good oxygen, man. Those guys are saying that's good oxygen really loudly. Should I go talk yeah, to them? Yeah, I mean, or? it's actually getting pretty disgusting. Like, I feel like we're going to lose customers at this point. Yeah, this was a terrible idea. These people do not need a space of their own. Yeah, thanks. Love you. Yeah, love you too. Original Do you ever have a crush on a coworker? I know that's maybe a tricky thing to talk about, but it's what made me think about. <laughs> there was a there was a point in time where I almost felt like it was when I I I mean I had a crush on everybody that I worked with. It was pretty much oh thank uh, you. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, prior to getting married, once I once I started dating my now wife, I never saw another human being in a way that I could even imagine a crush with. Uh, but Does she to listen that, to every, every episode? Yeah, <laughs> 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 she's a huge fan. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. I feel like when you're working with somebody, it's probably the worst 
place to find somebody to date because what an awful way to break up. I never dated anybody I was working with. But like I always had a crush on somebody I was working with when I had regular jobs. I had a I had a you guys ever have one of those crushes that just happens every time you work at a place like I had a seasonal job where every summer I would come back. And I promised myself I wouldn't have a crush on this one girl I used to work with. And then slowly but surely, the tension would build from like June to July and August. And then by August, I was just like crazy in love with this girl. And every summer it would happen like from start to finish, it would be the same process of just me turning into like a madman in love with someone and unrequited love at at a restaurant. (laughs) Was this a high school job? A college job, or was this when you were doing the the horror hayrides? No, no, this was this <laughs> the haunted hayrides. This was a summer job during college at a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I think the last time I had a crush on a coworker, and, and this was like back in 2015 or so. So, um, and it's crazy because I'm already like struggling trying to make ends meet. So it's like, okay, I I can't. I, I can barely like pay for my own lunch. She knows how much I make because we work together. So how is that going to work out? You know, LA is not cheap. Culver City is not cheap. So it's like, uh, I just would not say anything. I would just like, just keep working with her and stuff like that because I was always worried about, I'd take her out and then the check comes and I'm like, oh boy, um, you work the same position I do. So, you know, I don't have the money. I, I, didn't I, worked, have any at money. A, I worked at a nursing home and I, uh, for a long time when I was in junior high and high school. And when I was in college, I did like home nursing and my, the woman I was home caring for became like my best friend. So when I turned 21, I brought a bottle of wine to work and her and I had my first like legal drink, but she was just like, I can't take my meds if I drink. So she got like super loopy and she was like laughing and having a great time. And she was in bed and she would like look over to the window. This was in like Humboldt County, um, California. And she kept being like, here, kitty, kitty, kitty. And I was like, where do you see a cat? She was like, it's right there on the windowsill. So she got like blasted, but it was like she, I had the biggest crush on her. Original understudies. Ah, welcome to the haunted hayride. Hold on tight and try to survive the night. By the way, is is that headless woman over there looking at me? I, I don't think she has any uh, eyes. No, it's it's, uh, an, it's an actor. Um, is she look? Is she looking? Harriet, the headless school. Be a I be a pal. How Come on. I, I don't know. I don't even know how I would tell. There is literally no head on top well, of okay, her. Okay, are her feet facing me directly? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. That's a good sign. She's connected with me. She's like you're, feeling my vibe. It just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel terrifying. Oh yes, yes, you're about to set out on the most spooky journey of a lifetime. Uh, but okay, so if she's like into travel, but I can't afford to travel right now, like what's something I could do that would like surprise her? I don't know. I'm on a date right now, and you're making it yeah, really you awkward. Yeah, you got it working out. Well done. 
Yeah, you're in a day, but he actually makes some very valid points. You know what? You keep going, sir. Yeah. What else? What else would you do for a headless woman over there? Listen to him, Jim. You could learn some stuff. I mean, I'm learning a lot. I, you know, I'll give you a quick tip. Uh, Costco sometimes has a great deal on nights out. Like I got these tickets on Costco. Really? Uh, you could probably go to Red Lobster through Costco. Oh. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some travel deals. Now, get back into the character. From the door. I wanted to. Cheddar Bay, yes, yes. So, all right. Uh, here we we set off on our spooky journey. But watch out around the corner, for there may be spiders, spiders, spiders. Oh, your red, your your blood is red like wine. What kind of red wine pairs well with light meat? Oh, um, maybe a Pinot Noir. Maybe Pinot I don't Noir? know. Okay. You don't, you, Jim. You haven't gotten me a Pinot Noir in a while. You just go to Costco's and and Red Lobster. You talk all that good stuff right right now, but you don't do any of that for me. It's it's a red wine. I don't know what kind of wine red wine is. It's just, a good deal. It's ninety two points. This poor young man. You're about Let's, to ruin his life. Hey, don't scoot so far away from me. Get closer. No. Fine. Well, thank you. All right. Uh, you know, maybe maybe if you just let us off here in the woods, we'll just finish this hayride with a walk. You want to you want to be led off into the woods in the middle of the night? That's actually pretty effing scary, in my <laughs> opinion. Yeah, actually, it is. Thank you. It's a good idea. Yeah, I don't know if I want to necessarily do that. I I actually have to be at work early oh, really? in the morning. You want to stay with him? Uh, Actually, you know what? Because I'm getting off here. Wow. Okay. You know what? I will stay with him. Uh, Mr. What? What is your name? Yeah, Jim, you never take him on a hayride. It's uh, curtains for the relationship, man. Oh, man. I just, I figured, I mean, the guy was creepy. He was talking about, I, I figured for sure she'd get off and we'd walk through the woods. It's the LA woods. Like yeah. what no, possibly Griffith Park, could happen? Griffith Park's beautiful at night, but they're all a bunch of actors. They're all a bunch of carnies, Jim. They got that road life in them. Girls love that thing. It's adventure. I'm so glad I met you out here. You've really made me feel like, like, I don't know, a friend. Well, you know what? I've been helping guys who got dumped on the L.A. Haunted Hayride for years. Living out here in these cages nice. in the old zoo. You'd be surprised. Wow. Looks like there's skeletons in those cages. I guess they, the, haunted, the haunted people like set this area up, too. That's weird. Yep. It's really off the beaten track. Off the beaten track. I am not the first person to get dumped at the L.A. Haunted Hayride. Oh, you got dumped? Oh, yeah. Wow. You just seem so invincible. So, I don't know, uh, proud. I, I don't know if proud's the word I'm looking for. You, you look like you got a lot of confidence. Like, I feel broken. Well, Jim, that's the thing. You get your heart broken enough. You start to become impervious to everything that life has to offer. Eventually, you realize it's all a show. It's all a sham. So all I could do is give that knowledge back to you. You got off the hayride. You thought you were going to do something well with your woman, and you didn't. So now you live and you learn. Wow, these are really authentic skeletons. You son of a gun, I found you. I broke up with my girlfriend on the haunted heart ride, and you told me, you promised me a life together, and now I see you running off with some other young hot slut, huh? This hot piece of shit, 
You're running off with him with his toned abs and his beautiful glistening muscles and his perfect chin. Well, you said it all yourself. Look at him. He's gorgeous. Listen, guys, I I was just here for the night. I was going to leave at the end of the evening. You can't leave. You have to stay here with me. Well, I don't know. What about you? What are you doing back here? I came to kill him, but uh, I I don't know. Um, are are we feeling something? We're feeling something. We're feeling it. I guess I am. It's not what I expected tonight, but no. you guys make me feel so comfortable here with the zoo cages and the very authentic skeletons. And what a twist. It's a threesome. Uh, I believe okay. the proper term is thruple now. Uh, threesome is a little bit offensive. I agree. I feel like there's a lot more in the relationship in a thruple. Right. A thruple signifies a couple with three. But I have a job. I have like a whole bunch of people in actual L.A. that are probably going to expect me to come back. Uh, what am I going to do? They're going to send like a search party looking for me. I leave it all behind. That's what I did. Worked out well for me. Now I got two people who love me. OK, uh, can you share? Can you share this old man trapped in the woods with a guy with chiseled abs and toned skin and all those other things he said about me? I don't know. I don't know if I can. Well, not you. Not you. I, 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 it's clear you're already into the deal. It's, it's the murderous ex that you have that I wanted to know if we could make things work with. No one's ever asked me what I wanted. I say yes. I, I'm, I'm, excuse me, sir. Um, <sighs> I believe that's my ex. I, I dropped it uh, in the front of Griffith Park in... I believe that's my axe. Do you mind oh, if I get that back? I've uh, been carrying it for a while. Appreciate um, that. Appreciate that. Yeah, I've just been carrying it for a pretty long time. So. Yeah, well, I can I can just take it off your hands and. Yeah, well, you know, I've just been holding on to it like my like sweats on it. So from holding Great. it, little tight. Great. Um, I have to. You know those really nice houses. Right outside of Griffith Park. Oh, yeah, where all the celebrities live. Yeah. Right, right. I need to go on a murderous rampage. So I'm going to need that back. That back. Oh, okay. Can yeah. I have that back? Um, yeah, just let me know when you could bring it back to me. And I. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. Wait Tonight. a second. I don't mean to interrupt, but there's four of us now. And I feel like we're just like a couple people away from a cult. You're going to do a murderous rampage in the Hollywood like hills of celebrities. And that man was Charlie Manson. And he brought his family, his thruple, if you will, to the La Bianca house that evening up in the hills of Griffith Park and Los Feliz and made his merry way trampling through the night. Thanks for listening to another episode of Original Understudies. This episode wouldn't be possible without our mastering engineer, Toy Vocalio, and our amazing cast, Will Morris, Kevin Prado, and Aaron Martin. Unfortunately, it seems like destiny these days, but our cast was unable to make the performance. But 
as luck would have it, the original understudies were on the sidelines waiting to step in and make the funny. Well, there are no reviews for me to read, so... I guess that's that. Original understudies.